Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Donald Boughton started driving as an Uber driver almost five years ago. That's not so unusual. A lot of St. Louisans took up ride-sharing as a second job or even a first after it debuted in St. Louis in 2015. But it's the project that Boughton launched while he was driving that's unusual. Beginning in April of 2016, he began keeping pen and paper in the back seat of his car. He asked his passengers to share their thoughts. And what he found was a serious dose of inspiration and ultimately a book, maybe two books. So here today to discuss this project with me is Donald Bowden. Donald, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Now, you started by asking passengers to write something in the spring of 2016, but it wasn't until one very special passenger came about a week later that the project found its focus. What happened? Well, you're exactly right. Um, I had been doing it for about a week where I was just getting all sorts of different information, but... A man by the name of Marcus Engel got in my car, probably April 7th, I'm thinking, with his service dog. Mm. His service dog's name, by the way, is Garrett. (laughs) Garrett made an impression. Garrett made an impression, just sitting uh, at attention as if he was working, because he was working. Um, Marcus uh, shared with me his story about how he was blinded by a drunk driver, Mm. T-boned the car. He was coming home from a St. Louis Blues game. Oh, and he, uh, he recalls um, waking up in a hospital bed uh, for the first time in his life. He couldn't see. He had a trach, so he couldn't talk. And he was in excruciating pain and just terrified. Being an 18-year-old, suddenly losing your Oh, I your can't sight. even imagine. Yeah. So it was about that time I asked him, how did you get through that? And he did not wait a second. He <laughs> immediately said it was a lyric from a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> Those Dylan fans love their Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he said he... What was it, the lyric? The lyric was, negativity don't pull you through. Hmm. And I think the title of the song is just like Tom Thumb's blue, hmm. blues. Um, I wasn't familiar with it. But anyway, it just it was not repeated in the song, but mm-hmm. he said he heard it crystal clear, and he uses that as his mantra in life. He's a motivational speaker now. Wow. And, and he speaks to soon to be like students, uh, healthcare profession students. Um, I got home later that day, and my son happened to be in town from Chicago. And I said, Marcus Engel, this motivational speaker, was in my car. And he goes, Marcus Engel? He spoke to my physical therapy class at Maryville. Wow. So, small story, small world. Such a classic St. Louis tale. Oh, yeah. So. Um, after, you know, after talking to him, I was just so inspired that um, after he got out of the car, I started asking all of my other writers to, to share their positive impact story. So sort of who was a positive force in your life? What got you through tough times? This is how exactly. you, you set it up. Yeah. How did people respond when you started making that the question? Probably the first few people, because they didn't really see anything else written down. Right, it's like, is this a trick here? a little bit skeptical, yeah. And, I, and uh, at, at that point, it was just going to be in my car. And actually, I thought it was going to stay in my car for the first month or two. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they were a little cynical, a little guarded at first. But after a while, um, I got more comfortable asking the question. That always helps. Yeah. You lead with confidence. Yeah. So you sure. start asking them the question. People start filling this. I imagine you went through notebook after notebook. I have, uh, yeah, I've probably averaged a notebook per month. Wow. Yeah. So 
the end result of volume one, and I do hope that there's going to be more volumes. I'm not totally sure how that's going to work out yet, but over 300 pages of entries, and many of the pages have more than one entry on them. And some of these entries are, are just so short, but they're also very poignant. Um, just a couple examples to give people a sense sure. of, of where this goes. Uh, Teresa from St. Louis writes, just choose joy. No matter what's going on, find the joy. You'll be surprised what a difference it can make. Elizabeth from New York wrote, I am inspired by the life of Representative John Lewis of New York. Adam from Philadelphia wrote, my daughter once wrote, her loveliness is taller than her bones. It is something I aspire to represent. I mean, these just run an incredible oh, yeah. gamut. Were there oh, yeah. any that stuck out to you where you were like, wow, this is this is such a word of wisdom here? I think that, one, well, so many of them. Like, there's just too many to even bring up. But, but um, I'm a man of faith. I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. And one of the uh, young ladies that attends Washington University actually plays basketball or played basketball. Mm. Uh, her favorite uh, verse was a Philipp- Philippian 413, 418. Anyway, with God, we can do all things, mm. basically, is, is that one. Um, but there was a very unique gentleman from New Hampshire, an attorney from New Hampshire. It's amazing how you know vivid some of these um, people are still to me, but he wrote about two elderly ladies that were um, school-age friends of Anne Frank. Oh, my goodness. And he represented these two elderly ladies that survived Auschwitz. Obviously, Anne Frank did not. Um, But these two ladies um, talked about growing up with Anne Frank and then being uh, taken to the same concentration camp. They were kept alive by the Nazis um, due to um, somebody from Sweden giving them some fake diplomatic papers. Hmm. So the Nazis felt that they had had something of value, um, kept them kept them alive. These two women were so inspirational to this attorney that he decided to start doing some pro bono work to keep the awareness of the Holocaust alive, hoping to prevent more of them from happening. So he'd found his cause from their story. Right, right. So just amazing stories, just one right after another. And so they're writing these stories in the back seat. Do they? Do people sort of then give you an oral version as they're writing it? They do. They definitely get deeper, um, telling me verbally about the the entries. Um, sometimes they don't get to finish them fully, but they'll quickly tell me, "Hey, this is really what I wanted to say." Also. Um, you mentioned, you asked me what other entries may have been special. Um, I had three young ladies in my car. This is a sad one, but also kind of touching at the same time. The lady in the front seat, after the three in the back wrote something, she took a while. She wrote a full page mm-hmm. about how she was raped in high school at the age of 17. And um, her high school friends didn't know how to react to it. And because of that, um, she tried to take her life. Uh, Luckily, it didn't happen. Um, And now she attributes the three women in the back seat as being such great friends that they saved her life. Wow. So when they got out of the car, I didn't know what they wrote about. But suddenly they got into a group hug and tears were flowing. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so I, I went around the corner and I was like, I have to see what what she wrote about, and that's what she shared. Wow. And so that's one so, that she didn't talk you through it, but after you were able right, to read it. Right. It so, just was so meaningful. Um, 
to see what this I mean I don't know if she would have shared this with this these three ladies mm-hmm. if, if that not the opportunity had for her to open up so, with her friends yeah some of these uh, just really struck me in that um, you know people sort of ex- um, appreciating these simple things that that maybe we take for granted an example is James in San Antonio wrote I thought I had everything until I had children yeah. they are the joy of my life I wonder if there's something about putting the pen to paper where we're sort of taken away from our petty grievances and we're put in this space where we can see the bigger picture of, of just what a gift life is. And they're, they're so comfortable sharing all of these gifts. Um, it, it's kind of like I'm a traveling bartender. Um, you are a little bit, except most people are sober, or some <laughs> people are sober. <laughs> I, I uh, definitely have a mixture. Um, obviously, you can see some of the entries. They had no clue what I was asking about. Yeah, you can't even read some of these, right. these scrolls um, from drunk young men. But Yeah. <laughs> And some of them, there's there's really um, there's some stories here, and you know we get the sense that that maybe there could be an entire book just contained in this one anecdote. Chris from Virginia writes, "A positive influence in my life was the military. I was a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne. This changed the life of a troubled youth forever. Now I'm a successful father of two amazing children." Laura from New Orleans wrote about losing her home to Hurricane Katrina. She wrote, "Even though life was really hard, in just a few short years, it got so much better than before." It's just amazing to see some people open up about some real struggles. Right. Overcoming adversity, um, different subjects like overcoming adversity, family, the occupation that you choose, your faith. Um, there's, you know, maybe five or six really common themes, but they mm-hmm. all have their own twist on them, their own stories. Um, I just actually love to drive to, to do this. Um, At this point, you're just nice. doing it for the stories? That's kind of nice to have the money, but yeah, the stories are are very special to me. You know, one of the themes that I saw running through this book are people who really want to give props to St. Louis. And you're obviously not the Chamber of Commerce. You're not asking them to do this. But there were Mm. a number of stories. One example is is Carrie writes, I'm new to St. Louis. I'm going to my first cards game today. I've met so many amazing people since I came here. Moving across country alone is a scary thing to do. But Missouri has been incredibly welcoming. Sometimes you just need to take a leap in life. You might land somewhere amazing. I remember her. Yeah. And she... I mean, just her excitement about being in this new city. Yes. I, I try to be an advocate of St. Louis because we kind of received a black eye over the years. Uh, and um, we do have a lot to offer. We're, we're a great family, place to raise a family, um, very economically um, uh, you know, good good place to raise a family from an economic standpoint. You can afford to live here, yeah. And people, I think people are nice. And we have, you know, Forest Park. We have great schools. We have great people. Uh, every city has its uh, dilapidated areas. And I, I do want to share, um, many times we get into, you know, what really happened? What what happened to parts of St. Louis? Mm. And These are people from out of town wanting yes, to know. Yeah. Um, and we end up talking about the importance of family. And when family um, structure falls apart, it it affects. It's like a domino effect. Education mm-hmm. suffers. Obviously, finances suffer when you don't have the good education. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the the mom and the dad in the in the home uh, for discipline and, and and supervision. I work in St. Charles County now, and I I see the same things that I saw when I worked in South South St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So. We're looking at, uh, I don't think we're looking at a, 
uh, an ethnic or racial situation here. I think we're looking at a family structure, socioeconomic problem mm-hmm. that uh, I think we see you know across all cities. And so, working on rebuilding the family, I think, will help tremendously. You also had uh, Rebecca from St. Genevieve wrote, Today I'm in a pissy mood. I don't want to bring (laughs) others down by writing something negative. I don't like it when someone dumps on me, so I won't do it to others. Thanks for letting me vent to you. So she starts in this pissy mood. She kind of finds her way to, to saying something kind. Do you ever find that there's a passenger who just won't participate, does not want to write anything? Well, I've had some that say that at the beginning, and then I'll look back and like, like, actually, they're writing after all, because they can't not look at the book or, or the notes, you know. As soon as they see, they see the notes, then they kind of open up a little more. They want to add something. Um, I I don't know how much time we have, but have there, there's there's one young lady situation where uh, I picked her up in front of Barnes um, Hospital, and she's in tears, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, she just lost a family member. And um, she she's Korean, She and um, I talked to her and I said, I'm so sorry, you're so sad, you probably don't feel like writing anything positive right now, but maybe you could look at some of the entries that people mm-hmm. have shared about their positive impact stories. And so she read them, and before I knew it, she was writing something down, and she told me that she was crying because she lost her job in the gift, gift shop. Oh, my goodness. And she was here after being uh, uh, teaching English in Korea, uh, to people that uh, live there, the Koreans teaching them English. And she didn't, she has a master's, but she couldn't get a good job here. But here I am thinking, you know, that. And then she gets out of the car, she thanks me, she's smiling. Complete turnaround yeah. from when she got in the car. Do you ever wonder, though, you have some people that are really opening up to you in the moment. Do you ever wonder what happens to them after they leave oh, your car? Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I hope that, my hope is that by being in my car, getting to share their story, Hopefully, it puts them back into a positive uh, frame of mind. Uh, I will say great diversity throughout this journal. Oh, in so many countries that people came from. Yes. 37 different countries. Coincidentally, 37 U.S. states. Somebody from Puerto Rico. So Yeah, you um, really get a sense of just how many people are visiting St. Louis. We are so much more similar than we are different. We all want joy. We all want family. Raise a family if we want to practice our faith, um, just be joyful and love each other. And those are some great takeaways from the book Backseat Inklings by Donald Bowden. So, Don, thank you so much for joining us today. Sarah, thank you so much, and I I hope to talk to you again. And you had mentioned uh, that song, Just Like Tom Thumb's Blues by Bob Dylan. The first two lines of that song, when you're lost in the rain in Juarez, when it's Easter time too, and your gravity fails, and negativity don't pull you through. We're going to go out of the show by playing that song today. Oh, that's great. And please have Marcus Engel on sometime. We should have Marcus Engel on. He's a St. Louis. I think that's a great idea. a motivational speaker. So so that's what you'll be hearing as we finish our show. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. When you're lost in the rain in Juarez, when it's Easter time too. And your gravity fails and negativity don't pull you through Don't put on any airs when you're down on Rue Mark Avenue They got some hungry
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.